Hello everyone and welcome back to Make Better Wedding Films, the home of new ideas for radical films about people in love. My name is Ben, I will be your host, and before we get into the show, we've got a couple of announcements to get through. First of which is to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Musicbed. Musicbed is the home for the best music for your films, hands down. They've got a huge list of incredible artists making absolutely banger music for you guys to use in your films. And they've got an awesome subscription package that you can basically sign up for and then forget about and just use whatever music you want on Musicbed and however many songs you want in your films. It's awesome. So yeah, make sure you guys sign up with the link below and use the promo code MBWF to get your first month free and it lets them know that we sent you, which helps out the show. Secondly, this episode is sponsored by Love Stories TV. Love Stories TV is a huge online directory of wedding filmmakers designed for couples to get inspired and find the best wedding filmmakers for their wedding. Love Stories TV have hugely popular social accounts on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram that get thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views sometimes on their wedding films. So if you guys want potentially millions of eyeballs on your work, make sure you sign up for a Love Stories TV account and you can submit your films to be featured on their social channels. And if you get picked, they pay you to make social cuts. So it's a win-win-win basically. So yeah, make sure you check out the link below, lovestoriestv.com. Alrighty, that's it for the announcements. On to the episode. When you see a high heel shoe with a red sole, you know it's a Louboutin or at least a knockoff pretending to be a Louboutin. This is an example of a brand signature, something that when people see it, the brand instantly comes to mind. Sharon from Fiore Films is very, very aware of the power that a brand signature can have. And that is why whenever you see a wedding film that is entirely shot on a tripod, you know it's Fiore Films. My name is Ben and this is Make Better Wedding Films. actually fell into this it wasn't I I wasn't anything planned I um I I worked in the fashion industry and then after that I was in e-commerce so I was always in some sort of sales um and then when I had my son I wanted to be home with him I was a a stay-at-home mom and probably like a year yes it was it was a year at his one year uh birthday we I mean, I always dabbled in the arts, you know, I, as a matter of fact, I actually, uh, I actually have like photos that I've like, I've shown over at vision quest and, uh, and posted to like when I, when I dabbled in photography and stuff like that, you can actually, you could literally see that my style like kind of hasn't changed since then. Uh, or my taste. I, I say taste, you know, like my, my taste, I'm trying to find it on my phone, but I'll do that later. So yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I always did like, you know, my husband and I kind of like did these like PowerPoint presentation things and like little shows for our family and, uh, for family gatherings. And when my, uh, when my son was a year old, he, uh, we, we did something for his birthday party, my mother-in-law. All right. I'm going to make a very long story short. (laughs) I started doing, I started doing like montages and photo, you know, photo montages and then incorporating video into them, like home video. 
And God, that's an untapped market. Like that's amazing stuff. It's so much work, so much work. But I was doing that and I was doing that for like 40th birthday part. You know, people would hire me for their birthday parties, anniversaries, whatever, kids parties. And I started soliciting myself at the time. That was when people were like showing baby montages at their weddings. I don't know if you guys had that over there. Like here it was, here it was popular. Like at, at one point, you know, they were showing their baby montages at their wedding. So I, I was freelancing for like DJs and videographers. And one day, one of the videographers that I was uh, working for asked me to edit a, by the way, I started off with on uh, Microsoft um, Windows, uh, what, what was it? Windows Movie Maker. Movie, movie maker, maker. That's it. Yeah. Movie Maker. Movie Maker. And then I was, and then I was using a program, but it was basically, it was, it was a program more for like doing photo montages, but then you could put little clips of video in there. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I started. And so she asked me to edit a, um, just a, you know, a, a photo shoot of a bride and groom at their, you know, a, a, they were at a park for their wedding. And, and I did, and I loved it. I'm like, Oh my God, you have to give me a full wedding to edit. I'll do it. You don't even have to pay me. Da, da, da. <laughs> and so she did. And that's, and that's, and that's how I started. She actually introduced me to another, uh, videographer at the time, her friend. And she be- and the friend became uh Trish became my one of my biggest clients. I then like started discovering this like cinematic more cinematic vibe of like videos and back then it was specifically cinematic bride. So people here will remember who cin- and have been, you know, are the OGs would remember a uh, cinematic bride. It was Josh Smith. And so he was doing like trash, the dress- dresses. Did you guys do that back then? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've done a, um, trash oh, the dress where like, the broad went paintball shooting. Yeah. That's more your style. So he had, had like, it was more kind of darker, you know, he would have them in like dirty lakes, you know, and very cinematic, you know, very Ozark color kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my God, we have to do this. And so I was trying to talk Trish into, into doing something like that. And, and I would edit it for nothing. Eventually she was like, leave me alone, go do your own thing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So I, and then, and I did, and she's, I mean, like, you know, she said it in the nicest way possible. We're still in touch. She's like my biggest. And her son, Jack is the Jack that shoots with us. He's been with Fury film since day one. So oh, if you wow. guys ever see my stories, if you see it's always, it's just always me and Jack. Um, he actually started shooting for Fury films before me because I was an editor. I wasn't a shooter. Oh, wow. So I would send out the edit, the shooters and I would edit. And then slowly I just kind of like went out piece of the day by piece of the day and, uh, learned to shoot. That's crazy. That's, that's such a cool origin story. So for the people sort of living under a rock, um, that don't, may not have seen your work yet in words like how would you describe the style of Fury films because when I, I remember when I, distinctly when I first saw your work I was like holy shit this has got to be the most unique style of wedding filmmaking that I've ever seen 
I think it's, uh, yeah, different style. It's not like, it's something it's, it's a more of like a popular style here on the East coast. I think here in, in, in the States on, on the East coast, we tend to shoot more like that. How would I, 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 I'll tell you how it's been described. It's been described as moody, um, dreamy. I like to call it intimate. I would describe our stuff like less than like, like opposite of epic. It's more kind of like intimate, you know what I mean? That's an interesting, yeah. It's an interesting way to describe because often when people think of intimate, they think of like handheld camera up close. You're kind of like moving with people, but you've got a kind of unique and different approach to intimate. And you're right. You like, cause your, your wide frames often use, um, blur and foreground elements and like i'm i I think like i think tilt shift you you guys use like tilt shift lenses and stuff to like mess with focus planes and you do all sorts of things to kind of like uh focus the viewer's eyes in on on the couple and and um yeah i I imagine too because you're often shooting in like busy urban environments and sort of like removing all that distraction and coming in on the couple um i mean yeah there's so many different elements about your work that i want to go in on but i think I'm gonna sort of just start with probably probably the most identifiable element of your work, and that's your use of tripod. It's it's a tool in filmmakers' kit that everybody has, everybody uses, but they use it out that they use out of necessity to film speeches, to film ceremonies. It's a kind of um, a, a begrudgingly used piece of kit, whereas for <laughs> you, it's a a creative tool. So I would love to talk to your use of tripods and why you use them so extensively. So the funny thing is, is that people assume I'm on a tripod all day, but I'm actually on a monopod uh, ah. mostly. Yeah, I. So here's the thing: I am not. I am admittedly not a great multitasker. I multitask, but I'm not, I'm not good at it. So especially at shooting, I'm not really good at like, for instance, Jack, right. He'll adjust his tripod in like, like that. Jack actually uh, shoots with a gimbal and most people, you know, a lot of people that I know can shoot with a gimbal, put the gimbal down and then get on their, you know, camera. I am not good at that. I actually used to shoot with a glide cam a slider and I would get nuggets of stuff out of, out of that. Uh, and then slowly kind of, um, started leaving that stuff at home. And then I realized how ridiculous I actually even looked, uh, (laughs) I wasn't using the the glide cam properly, (laughs) uh, but you know, but yeah, so I'm on a, I'm on a monopod, uh, for a really, really good portion of the day. I, um, I'm so much more comfortable on a monopod and I I've actually been incorporating a little bit of handheld lately, but I don't know if it's ca- if it counts. Cause like I'll stand still <laughs> with the camera in my hand. So yeah. I, <laughs> it's Still not counts. like I'm moving, you know, I, I don't know. Like I envy, I love a handheld look. I absolutely love it. I just, feel that like for us, like we've just, right. We've kind of like developed this very static. I mean, I guess I, for like, I guess if you're watching our stuff, you don't realize a lot of people don't realize that it's all static until, until it's pointed out to them. I think the filmmakers 
are, would be aware of it. I think your couples probably, it's not something that your couples probably pick up on, but I think because filmmakers are used to seeing wedding films full of music, we're, we're obsessed with gimbals, we're obsessed with like handheld movements, all like we look at all our footage and all our footage is always moving. It's just this kind of like ADHD frenetic thing. It's like <laughs> our footage never stops moving. But I think like when we've mentioned it before on the show around you know, sort of broad picture, the idea of creativity and how creativity comes from constraints and the fact that you guys have sort of removed an element of camera movement, you know, that's a kind of a, a creative constraint that you guys have I guess, attached to your style of filmmaking, it's, I guess, just made you approach things like composition and directing couples just completely, completely differently. Absolutely. I mean, I have to be honest with you. Um, there's times where I am, I'm editing and I miss, uh, the movement. Like I'm like, Oh, this, you know, some movement here would have been nice. Some movement there would have been nice. And, uh, and I've been, I've been thinking about that lately, you know, so I've kind of been like, zooming in like in post i feel like for me like i don't know panning in post kind of looks a little strange to me it for for our for our uh compositions and stuff but uh movement adds a, a another layer to um to films for sure and and there there's definitely i i'm i'm admitting here that there's definitely places where i feel like, um, oh, some movement would have been nice here because at that moment there was no movement in, 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 in front of the camera. Yeah. That's good to hear actually, because you look at your work and you go, oh, they're nailing it every time. It must be so easy for them. Like they've nailed their style. They've got this down pat, but to hear you say, you know, it still is sometimes tricky and difficult is heartening for a lot of people, I guess, trying to find their style themselves. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I, I definitely, especially, I mean, think about it. Like if you're editing and if you're editing and, and you're cutting clips and putting them together and there's no movement in the camera, like in any of the clips, you have to, you have to find proper moments that you're not just like looking at a static shot. You know what I mean? Do you think that helps you seek out those moments a lot better by like taking away one thing to worry about, which is moving your camera so much? Do you think that helps you sort of seek out better compositions and capture more moments? For me personally, yes. I'm definitely, and I'm pretty OCD. uh, That's something that I need to work on also. But yeah, so composition and, you know, like it's not always easy in a live event to, to get that proper composition. So, so, uh, like on the spot like that. And so I'll, I'll find myself sometimes obsessing over, Oh, if I was just like over just a little drip, like I need to be over or, you know, if we're shooting, I'm shooting toasts and, um, or speeches and, and I'm shooting like, you know, from behind guests or even a ceremony. And like someone's top of their head is like at the bottom of my screen I'll obsess over that. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm trying to like teach myself, like I'm trying to like control that a little bit. Like don't move, don't, (laughs) don't move your camera. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be as bad. Like when you're looking at it in the editing room as it is when you're looking in your camera, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I suppose for you, like every time you like recompose, you're kind of, 
you start the timer over again. Like for people who are like on a gimbal or handheld, you can sort of slowly manipulate the exactly. camera and like your your shot never kind of has to start from scratch. Whereas I imagine for you, if you do notice like a little twig going in your frame and you don't want it, you got to move it and then you kind of got to start the start the timer again on like that's your, your shot begins then. Exactly. But yeah, I've been, uh, I, 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 so, you know, our older stuff, you know, we were doing kind of like a lot, like some, like more tricks and reflections and, and a lot, a lot of that stuff in, in, in the camera. And slowly I, I, I felt like, you know, fat, if, you know, fads get older, like if you're doing something too much and, uh, and, and you start to kind of like, um, you start to appreciate different things you know, uh, on a wedding day, especially, you know, as you get older, as you, as you get more wiser, as you get, you know, as, as you get more seasoned, the the concentration is more on, on composition, on getting a pretty, you know, on, on getting a pretty picture in the moment, not just of portraits, but of the real parts of the day. And here, the real parts of the day are, are couples, those real parts of the day move fast. We have, we have no control over, over those things. And so that I think is the biggest challenge, uh, for, for us in, in our area is to, is to capture like actual moments of a wedding day in a, in a creative proper way and get the moment. So I think that's where we, I think that's where we shine. I I had this conversation with Jack too. I feel like on days where it's just really a day of like a real day happening. There's not, you know, uh, uh, most of our couples don't take too much time for portraits. They're like, okay, you can shoot us crossing the street. And, you know, that's kind of it. We want to have our wedding day. And I appreciate that. I, I would want to have my wedding day too. It like, it's, oh, it's frustrating for us because all we think about is the edit. Like, oh my God, I need transitions. I need, I need, you know, I, 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 I need some, I need some, some in, in between shots, you know, some cutaways, some B-roll, but for them, they just want to enjoy their day. Right. So I actually feel like we do better, uh, shooting on those days that like we just real things are happening, you know, not always. I mean, there's always exceptions, you know what I mean? There's always exceptions where not much is happening. It's not, it's not really, you know what I mean? You have, you have those days where, the toasts are, are, are kind of, you know, short or, you know, there's not really much that you could use in the edit, not speaking of their day. They're amazing for that, for the couple, for their day, but in an edit or the ceremony kind of like, you know, sometimes in the churches, the lighting is just like, Oh, you know, uh, (laughs) and we can't use lighting in churches here Our you know, our own lighting. There's always exceptions. You know what I mean? to, to, so on those days we're like, Oh, we need portraits. We need something pretty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Man. There's just, there's, there's, I guess there's a lot of elements to your work that we've kind of like touched on here and there just, um, in the last few minutes, but I'd kind of, there's, it, there's a few that I want to like just drill down to like a little bit more. And, um, especially, so there's definitely around, um, how you guys handle your very controlled style filmmaking in the frenetic, you know, day of a live event, like a wedding. But before we touch on that, I would love to just quickly hear you speak on going, I just going back to, uh, 
the the removing the, the movement from the camera and like what you guys look out for in terms of the movement in front of the camera. So like when you guys are setting up your shots and thinking of your composition, I think a lot of us have some of the elements of composition kind of like locked in our brain, like rule of thirds and and like negative space and all these kinds of things. But um, how are you guys specifically looking for isolating movement, whether it's a couple, whether it's foreground elements, like what are you guys kind of like looking out for on the day as you're kind of lining up your shots? Are we referring to the uh, to actual things that are that are happening that we don't have control of, or the parts of the day? Maybe, but maybe both. It's I, I guess it's it's around um, how you were mentioning, like you've got your your sort of static style of of filmmaking, um, you know, of like arranging your camera, um, but if like everything in the frame is still too, it effectively becomes a photograph. So how are you guys like? either directing the couple or looking out for natural movement that you can just kind of like work with as elements in your frame. Like what do you, what are some of the tricks that you guys look out for to add that movement back into your footage? Right. So, okay. So that's easy. Um, the parts of the days that we can't control, we just try to find a, like a, a spot where, you know, the, whatever, the, the, the visual in front of the camera is interesting, interesting angles, interesting lighting, hopefully. So like, and I'm speaking like, let's say at a bride prep where a bride is getting her makeup done, you know, try to, I, I personally don't really like to shoot things if they're not like nice lighting or if they're, if they're not interesting and it's parts of the day that I don't need and are not going to be missed in their edit. So like for, and that's, again, that's, that's definitely a, um, a style thing. It's definitely a preference. Like it's definitely who your couple is and what they expect and what you, what you know is important to them. So like parts of the day, for instance, of like makeup, if the bride is getting her makeup done in a bathroom and, uh, the, the lighting is gross and, we can't kind of get the touch-ups by a window or something like that. I most likely won't shoot it, but I don't think, but like our brides don't care. Like our brides don't care about that kind of stuff. Parts of the day that, uh, we can't control and are important. We just have to do our best to, to find, you know, to find like an interesting angle or at least a solid, good composed shot and let things happen. So it's also a matter of like kind of control and patience and also knowing typically what the day is going to be like, you know, and if you've been shooting weddings for a long time, you can kind of like foresee a lot of things happening, including the negatives. (laughs) Like, oh, this guy's going to walk around. I know it. He's a walker. I think that's a great point because one of the um, underrated skills of a wedding filmmaker that nobody really talks about is the ability to anticipate a moment and being in the right place at the right time. And clearly, you guys like do that really well. Yeah, I mean, we do we do our best, and I think that that's that's part of what what makes we're pretty fit, physically fit. So, like a twelve hour day, I'm not hurting after shooting a twelve hour day physically. Um, I mean, unless, um, like if I didn't have any sleep or whatever being, you know, being exhausted, but I think that like the most, 
exhausting part of a day is, and, and, and it's something that, that Jack actually mentioned. And I'm like, you're so right. Is we have to, we have to think ahead the whole day. We can't stop thinking ahead from the minute we walk in to the time we leave. We have to be thinking ahead and we have to be on point like the entire day. What other job is there really that you have to be thinking like two minutes ahead of what is about to happen or anticipating or kind of like, you know, just kind of, you know, you just kind of have to like know what, what is probably going to happen or what might happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I think that's the most mentally, like that's the most exhausting part of the day at the end of the day. We, I mean, I, listen, wedding hangovers are real. It's a real thing. <laughs> and I don't think that anybody, including my own husband does, will never understand it unless you're shooting weddings, you know, what it takes. But yeah, so as far as composition, uh, you know, there's at least two shoot. We, we kind of also, we have a groove, you know, we already know what, uh, what we're in charge of on a day. Um, and I think that that's kind of like, that's such a great part of like having a, um, a constant like team and, you know, rather than like always having to work with someone new when you, when you work together for a while, you kind of already know what the other person, you know, we don't even, we barely have to talk to each other during the day and for different parts of the day, like for instance, portraits, we already know who's going to be on what lens, uh, to get, you know, to get different focal lengths. And we kind of, Jack and I have a, a very different style of shooting, but it works together for the, uh, you know, for the style of Fury films. And so he's better on certain lenses. I'm better on certain lenses. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I answered your question because truly there's never really a plan of like how to set up the camera for a shot until we're there, you know? So like, like for ceremony, for instance, we will check out the area for the ceremony and we'll go, okay, I'm going to be here. You're going to be there. And like, look, and they're like, we'll stand in where the bride and groom will be standing and figure out composition there and the composition for a third camera, you know, where's the best spot going to be in that area. So those things are planned, hopefully, <laughs> sometimes not, but you know, those things we try to plan. Other than that, we kind of, there's things that we always do, you know, on a day. So we already, you know, like Jack likes to get like silhouette shot of the groom kind of like at a window and, you know, certain parts of the day are like, it's like a given, you know what I mean? It's something that we just, we just do. But yeah, but those, the, so those special moments, um, different moments are, it's just something that comes to mind. Like when we see it, you know, that's interesting. I think hearing you talk about how you guys work on the day is interesting because I think people might look at your work and think sort of like walk over here, set up the tripod or the monopod and then like get the shot and then walk over here um, compared to how they might picture themselves like carrying around heavy equipment and always moving and kind of getting physically exhausted. I think like hearing how you guys work, you're kind of like your mental like stamina and your intuition and your kind of like pre-visualization is on overdrive the whole day because 
in the way that I might see something happening and like whip my camera and, and I'm like already there, you guys kind of have to kind of pre-visualize everything even more than the kind of than the average videographer to make sure that you're you're already in the spot before something happens because you can't yeah you're not as as uh, adaptable to things changing on you in the moment because you're kind of you're like you're locked in for your for your shot like as it's happening um so that's i guess yeah really interesting to hear that you're sort of i guess yeah, pre-visualizations on yeah. Yeah, so that, that that's actually challenging for us. You know, that's that's something that we always uh, we uh, we always envy the photographer for those reasons where you know something will be happening behind you, behind us, and the photographer can just whip their camera around and and shoot it. Where we like you know we're on sticks. It's like we have to level. We have to you know white balance. We have to you know we're not on auto you know, and we're, we're mostly on primes. So it's, yeah, it is definitely, it is definitely challenging for us, but where we shine is where is letting things happen in front of the camera where, you know, photographers like have to capture one frame and like one frame might be like, eh, where like, we're getting yeah. like the whole, <laughs> the whole moment. So it's like, it's half a dozen one, but yeah, no, it's definitely, our style is definitely a uh, very, there's, there's a lot of challenges in the way we shoot, including, uh, like I said, like post, you know, makes it, it's, it's, it's a little more challenging for post and it's, it has to be put together the right way. Static shots are not easy to kind of like put together, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where I think we're used to our, our, our own way of working. And every time you like hear about how someone else does like, you know, the same job as you, but it, with their own unique um, style that they've developed over the years, it just makes you think about like, I guess makes you reflect on, on the way you work and, and the choices you've made on, you know, for your own creative work. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting to just hear those, those subtle differences and just the choices you've made. I mean, and cause I think Andrew too had a, a question. Um, he mentioned ahead of the time around like figuring out your unique style and how that all comes about mm. Andrew do you want to jump in on on that one there yeah I just you know I I think like there's it's a great these days that we've got all these Facebook groups and we're also connected to community because I know for us personally when we started we didn't really know any other filmmakers wedding filmmakers um, we didn't have any community even within our local city whereas now we've got heaps of friends in the industry but um, I think it's a double-edged sword in terms of like um, inevitably people take bits of inspiration from the people around them and the styles can sort of have a little bit of a sameness to them. Whereas with your style, it's the complete opposite of that. So I guess my question for that was around like any advice you can give people in because this like wedding filmmaking is still such a young craft. Like it hasn't been around that long and it's, there's still so much uh, potential for it to develop into other things and, you know, different styles, like unique styles like yours. So do you have any advice for people about, you know, it's a really cliche question, but finding your own style rather than just emulating what's already around you? Yeah. I mean, so I, I feel like, I feel like when uh, it's the same thing, when we first started, there was no, there wasn't Facebook. We had Vimeo uh, and we were in a, uh, a forum called WedFact event filmmaker, which became event filmmaker. So it was, that was like a, uh, a forum that like, you know, you had to pay, you paid monthly to be a part of. And 
it was kind of like an exclusive thing. And that was, that was, that was amazing. I, I was so lucky to have gotten into this industry when I, when I did, to be honest with you, um, for, for things like that, that, you know, I mean, Facebook has its groups now, but it's like thousands of people in there and it's not, you know, this was kind of like more of like a, um, of an, of an intimate group, uh, that, that, you know, you had to, you know, uh, you had to be vetted to, to, to get into, and you had to actually be sponsored to even like be considered. So, uh, we were lucky to have that. But when, I think when anyone is just starting out, I think in any industry, you know, you have your, you have the, the things that you've seen that, that you're inspired by, or the things that you do that you're inspired by. And, and when you, you know, when you watch somebody's work or you see something on TV or, or a movie that you like, you copy it. That's just, that's just how it is. You copy it. And I think, I think now to be honest with you, where I used to be like, oh, it's so easy now for every, for, for people, because they just, you know, you can, you're exposed to so much, you can see so much, but that's a double-edged sword because you can't find yourself because you're exposed to so much. You can't figure out. And, and so it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It is hard. I would say for people that are, that are coming in, that they're seeing like all these videographers and all this work that they love and they, they just, they, they not already doing their own thing. So, um, I think that it takes time for a, uh, for, for an individual to, you know, you're, they're going to copy. We all did. Everyone copies at first. And then you kind of like find your own, your own kind of things that, in, that, you know, it, you don't always have to take it from weddings. You know, I, I, I was in, uh, I, I, and I think you could tell in my films, I don't call them videos. I really don't call myself films to be honest with you. And I call myself a videographer or an event filmmaker. I I'm not, I know that I'm not a filmmaker. I was always, I was always very, very into, um, music and fashion. And what, uh, I actually used to, and I tell the story all the time. I, I used to, um, when MTV like played music, uh, I would record, like they would have like certain like slots for, for music videos. And I would, rec- I would DVR them and I would run on the treadmill and just watch music videos and find inspiration from those things. And, uh, yeah, and you know, listen, fashion and music is like, it's, it's a very big, uh, passion in my life. It always has been. And I, and I feel like if you want, you know, when you, uh, when you watch our stuff, you can kind of see that you can kind of see fashion and, and like almost kind of music video, like music, you know what I mean? It's like a, like a style, you know, you, uh, you know what I mean? Like, a, like meaning like style, like fashion-y kind of thing. Your frames are beautiful and it's no coincidence, I'm sure. Thank you. Um, and, and it's funny because for the most part, like our, our brides, like are very into fashion our our, our couples. So I don't even know if they like kind of, it's just maybe that they connect to that. It It is very, very hard to find yourself and find your own niche. Um, especially in, uh, it, it, like I said, these days where there's just so you're just exposed to so much. I, I think that maybe, the best advice I would give is kind of like step away from watching, uh, wedding videographers 
and try to, you know, watch things that you're actually interested in, uh, or, or maybe photography, some, you know, like I, I follow fashion photographers. I love, like, I love fashion photography. I actually like, I, I follow like, uh, fashion photographers that do like headshots and and just some interesting, really interesting stuff. But yeah, that's my biggest advice is to walk away from, from, uh, from wedding videos for a bit. And even if like you're a person, for instance, like some people are into movies that are very, you know, dark. And then there's some people that are into, into movies that are very quirky, you know, that, I mean, that, that would be my, that would be my best advice. And then kind of take what you have found in if, if, if the inspiration that you found, um, or there's videographers that you found that you find that you, you know, you just love their work, take some of that and incorporate it into those, you know, those other things that are part of who, you know, who you are. And, and that's something I actually, I actually do speak about a lot. Like, I think, I think that, I think that when you watch someone's work, you can sort of tell a little bit about them if it's honest. And I, and I think that like, I think that honest, there's, there's a, there's something to say about honest work about like really, uh, work that is not just being copied, but it's like, it comes from within. It's kind of like who you are. And there's a sort of like connection that you find to that. I, I don't even know if there's words to describe it, but I, I really feel like, you know, people connect to, it's kind of like, it's like a performer, right? There's someone who could learn the steps to a dance. And then there's someone who actually performs the dance. And that comes from like within same thing with musicians, right? They're like, they, you could learn how to play an instrument, but then there's like, you know, you'll see a musician that their whole body is like the instrument. You know what I mean? It's just, it comes from within. And I think that, um, there's a lot to say about that. You know, once, once you find that it comes out in your work, I think, I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an element of creativity that all creatives, are I think aware of and striving towards, you know, like the X factor, the, the, the je ne sais quoi, you know, like the, the unpointable element that just separates okay work and great work or, you know, um, you know, empty work and authentic work. You know, there's just, there's just something that you can't quite put your finger on, but yeah, like there's, there's yeah, like ticking the boxes feel, and feeling. then there's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and listen, there's, there's people, there's people, uh, in, in the industry that kind of like, you know, they're, 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 it's, it's, it's a money-making thing. It's just, it's, it's, you know, I want to get paid and go home and, and that's fine too. You know, not everybody's desire is to kind of, you know, for wedding videos is, you know, I, I mean, I know that's not what we're speaking about here, but there's, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Because that that's all a sliding scale too of how much you how much importance you put on that you know of being an auteur versus yeah like this is your job and you just like you know, like it's just a wedding video or or whatever you can balance those those um, you know uh, priorities as much as you personally uh, need to it's not kind of a one or the other kind of thing everyone kind of figures out their own 
priorities in those you know relative areas. Um, but there was so there was I guess one question regarding to this I would love to put to you because I I agree that in today's world there's creativity everywhere. There's no end to like where you can find creativity. It's I guess around curating those inspirations and figuring out what ones you you want to take into your own work. And because I'm someone who like is like finds inspiration everywhere and I want to take everything and I'm excited by everything. But in regards to your work, because you're someone who who like many of the creatives that I look up to, someone who seems to be in charge of their vision and it's a vision that is like always evolving, but at the same time, it's still a consistent voice. And that's something that I often struggle with around like, I want to try all these different things, but they often come at the detriment of the consistency of my creative voice. So how do you um, decide what to kind of experiment with and where to stick to your, stick to your, I guess, lane for one, one of a better word in terms of keeping the consistency of your style of filmmaking? Yeah. So that's, um, that's another thing. I mean, like, so once you actually have a, a brand and some, a style that's like something that I feel like for us is very distinct, uh, and we have a distinct couple, you know, because our work is not for everybody. That's for sure. It's not for the masses, you know, it's, it's definitely for a very specific couple. And for those couples that love our work, they, we are important to them. They love our work. And that's where like a lot of people, like, you know, they'll rebrand, people will rebrand and stuff. Like I, I find that for us, that's not, it's not an easy thing to do. I always use this example. Every season, Louboutin comes out with a new shoe, but there's always the red bottom. And that's how you know that there's Louboutins, right? So like if Louboutin all of a sudden decided to come out with a shoe that doesn't have a red bottom, you wouldn't know that they're Louboutins. And that's <laughs> kind of like, they will lose a very big percentage of like, you know, of, of people that are interested in their shoe, like, like people that, that love their shoes or collect their shoes or would pay any kind of money for that shoe. So if you have a, a vibe a brand that, you know, we we've had for, for, for years, it's not so easy for us to like, I, you know what we did a, uh, a wedding a few years ago and it was an Indian wedding. And I asked Jack to bring his Ronin and he brought the Ronin for the Bharat. And li- literally within like minutes of me posting it, I get called out for movement in my in it, oh, is that movement? I see. Uh, you know, it's almost kind of like people are disappointed now yeah. to see movement in our videos. You know, so yeah, I, um, I I I do love movement, and I'm and I am incorporating a little bit, but I I, I have to do it in bits, in, in tiny kind of like where you just can't really. Yeah. yeah, you you have to sort of like baby steps, kind of like, you know what I mean? Where people aren't really feeling this, like, oh, they sold out or, um, you know, uh, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think that's a fantastic analogy. The red bottom shoe, because it's the kind of thing where like, yeah, the, the designers at Louboutin may 
like really want to do a shoe with a gold bottom or a black bottom, but Louboutin is the red bottom shoe. And I think for you guys too, like, yeah, you probably have those urges to like get excited and pull out the, the Ronin, but you guys have your red bottom. You've got your brand that people recognize you for. And um, that is something, yeah, I, I guess people are expecting to see and, and are, is I guess a reason to why people would want to work with you. Yep. So, and then there's the aspect of the couple though, because does the couple care that we're using Ronin? Does the couple, our couples probably don't even notice that we're not using any (laughs) gimbals um, or, or, you know, we, we actually do get, we, we don't really do drone a lot, but we do get um, some requests for drone. And of course, you know, drone is amazing in, in the right, in, in the right areas. Like here, in urban areas, like I'm, you know, not going to fly a drone over a parking lot. You know what I mean? Just to say we're flying a drone. So we started this year, which I haven't, I have not posted yet. <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> uh, started co- incorporating a little bit of drone, but now wanted to make it our own. So I don't know, like, if you're gonna, if you would like to edit this out or not. If it's, <laughs> if I, I should really be announcing this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I asked our shooter you know, Hey, listen, I, I want to, I want to do drone, but I still want to make it like what we do. I don't want it to all of a sudden like, Oh, Fury Films is doing drone. So can you just hover, just hover, Awesome. just want to see, you know, maybe, maybe show a little bit of the rays, kind of like a crane or just tilt down, you know, um, no flying, no, none of that, you know, cause for us, it's, it's not what we do, you know? So try to, make make it if we're doing drone try to make it what we do keep it to like our style to you know what we do so i thought that was like i thought that was kind of huh keep it in, keep it, keep on, it brand. on brand i was right. i was so hoping just then that you're gonna say a drone shot just static in the air because i'm like well that's like and even just then when you were saying it, i was like why haven't i thought to do this before this is amazing <laughs> Yeah, so maybe cut that out because now all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're we're letting secrets out. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is like everyone's going because because everyone's going the other way. Everyone's going to like FPV and like faster the better and like all here and through and everywhere, fucking mental. Which is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it that's is awesome, because, like you know, flying but... over water or flying over you know over like a reveal over a mountain or something. You know, like that's amazing. But I think it makes the it makes the opposite even more re- refreshing. I think, you know, like. maybe yeah. I think I think if it's done right, if it's edited properly, if it's done right, you know, we'll see. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's a, you know maybe just kind of like oh you know like a just kind of going it like a drip through the gates, you know, kind of thing. But so- something where it's not your typical like typical drone movement. Which again, there is nothing wrong with that drone. I mean, you see it in Hollywood. You see drones, gimbals, sliders. All movement is intentional, and it there is a place for those things. Hundred um, percent. And those are amazing tools. But again, like you know, our brand has to. We kind of have to like okay, change maybe change things up a little bit, but kind of stick to our red bottom. You know. I think that's like a really good point um, and something just like resonated with me just then is that like we always think that we need to buy new gear to open up creative possibilities for like 
new ways of shooting or approaching our craft. But like, man, you can do so much just by reimagining what's possible with the stuff that you already have. And I'm probably like going to get hated on by Sony and gimbal manufacturers and drone manufacturers for saying that sort of thing. It's not very, you know, capitalist of me, but there's so much you can do with gear that you haven't even thought to do yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, even even us, we're always trying to like, I'm always trying to like think of like, oh, what can we do different this year, um, you know, this season? What can we do to like change things up a little bit, you know, just to kind of like, you know, just bring in a new, like, a you know, just like a, a new little, you know, sprinkle of you know, a new ingredient, you know? And that, that's another thing I always say, like, we all have the same, in, we all have, we're all baking a cake, right? We're all, we all have the same ingredients, flour, eggs, water, but like, you know, now what are the, what are those add on, what are those additional things that you're, that you're putting into that cake that makes it taste better than the, than, than that, than the other bakery down the road, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then sometimes, and I always say this too, that sometimes we are missing an ingredient. There's something, you know, and in, in, in a wedding day, you're just, you're missing an ingredient and you have to, figure out how to make that cake like without that ingredient you'd have to be creative and work around that missing you know i don't have eggs so what can i use to like you know replace eggs to make a cake gluten-free cakes can still be good that's (laughs) yeah Yeah. no that's 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 again with the awesome analogies i think it just speaks to like having a holistic control over your craft and like understanding all the different elements, understanding all the different ingredients and knowing what to do when one of those is missing. Cause I think like, you know, you go into a wedding day and you just, just try and go on based on what you used to. And you're like going off your kind of not autopilot, but you know, you've, you're getting whatever you need, but then sometimes you do miss something and it's like, shit, what do I do with that now? And, but, um, yeah, understanding how all the different elements all play into each other just uh, means you can deal with scenarios that come up. Because I mean, the, it's a live event. There's things that happen, you know, with every single wedding, even like ours, you know, our weddings, like it's, I, and I always say this on a wedding day, no offense to our couples, but I always say it's always something. There's always something you know, or with the toasts, there's always one, there's always one that that can't like (laughs) stay in the light where we took 20 minutes to set up the lights. Um, you know, there's always something, it's a live event. So, you know, I think like to our credit, and I'm not just saying ours as in Fury Films, I think to everyone in this industry, not everyone can do what we do. Not everyone can handle what we handle. It is a lot. It is a humongous responsibility It is a humongous challenge. It's very intense on the, on, on the mind and the body. And especially when you're trying to do something, uh, come out with something special, not just a video, but you're trying to come out with something special. It's just, you know, it, it, you, if, if you can't, if, if it's something that didn't come out right, the cake like kind of like <laughs> didn't come out straight, right? You got to fucking fix it with frosting, like in post, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. 
All I'm taking from this episode is fix it in post. To Grace will love it. No, everybody's going to be dying for cake now. I know I am. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one element that you you mentioned briefly there that there's on my list to talk to you about, and I definitely want to cover it before we sort of start to wrap, wrap things up. And that is the element of lighting in your work because you're, you often are contr- like, you know, like I would like describe your work as just like measured and controlled. And that's often to do with like how you're directing your, your, your couples and the things you're choosing that are in your frame and out of your frame and, and stuff. But one of those elements is lighting and that kind of like chiaroscuro, you know, quote unquote moody lighting that is not the easiest thing to, to, to control and to use and, and, and to, to capture. So how would you, how are you guys, approaching lighting on the day how much are you controlling how much are you just using what's around you to kind of get that consistent kind of moody high contrast look that you guys have so in the beginning of the day uh we really really do our best to uh go with natural lighting it's funny because uh a um a videographer, another friend of, of, of ours, like in the industry, sent me a screen grab or he sent me something. I don't remember what it was, a screen grab. And uh, like whatever it was that he wrote, I don't remember exactly what it was. I'm like, wait, no, that's a window. That's not light. Like we, that's not, we didn't use light for that, you know? And, that, and he was shocked. So I, I, don't, I don't know why, but yeah. So for us, we really try to work with natural lighting and for reception, we kind of, we already know like where we're going to put the lights, you know, we're going to put, you know, one light as like a backlight, one light as sort of like a front ish light, you know, we don't, not, not straight ahead, not straight in front. And we try, what we do is we actually try to approach the person who's speaking before they get on the floor and say, can you please do us a favor and just stand right there so that you're in the light not going to lie. There's always one that doesn't. And so we have to work around that in post our couples, by the way, our couples get a documentary edit of their day. So they get their, their full, their whole day, their major moments of their day in full. They get their, um, the ceremony, the, uh, their first dance, the parent dances and the speeches, they get that in full, whether the person is not in proper light or is in proper light, they're getting their actual day in full. That's just how it, it's their day. But for our, you know, for our creative edit, I'm going to do my best to work around those things that are not properly lit or that are not properly composed, that are not, uh, that the, the audio sounds bad. If there's something distracting in the shot, you know, by the way, I, I, I don't think I, I'm going to, I didn't answer your question about uh, movement before regarding how we get our movement, if it's something in portraits where I, I like to work with the photographer, we like to work with the photographer rather than have our own time. Because if for us, like it burns out the couple, the couple's kind of like already done. Once they're done with the photographer, they're like, Oh, we had to do this. You know what I mean? We do our best to just like, whatever the photographer is doing, we just need slight movement for us, for our style. For us, you know what I mean? It's not going to work for everybody, but for what we do, I just need the bride to look up at the groom or the groom to look down at the bride. Like that's enough movement. 
Um, if the photo photographer is having the couple walk, great. Uh, you know, for us, because we're static, it's usually easier when they're not walking. You know, when there's some sort of movement in where our cameras are are pointing. But yeah, so that that's that's basically, and we also let the camera roll. So once they're done with the actual like shot, when the photographer is like, okay, great, and the photographer hopefully is not running into the shot right away. Those are some magical moments, the in-between moments, you know, in between when things are happening. If a bride is reading her letter, I always let the camera roll when she's done. You know, I don't stop the camera. I let it roll and I let it roll for a good amount of time, you know, or, or same thing with the groom when the groom is uh, done reading his letter, which if they're doing a letter, if they do cards, if they do whatever, I like to let that camera roll because those in-between moments are is where you find those little golden nuggets, you know? That is a fantastic point. And that's something I figured out and picked up a, a few years ago around because you do have this psychological habit or, or like um, reflex to whenever the photographer's done with their directing and they drop their camera, there's like a reflex for you to drop your camera too. And like you sort of, stop, you know, like now's the time to stop filming. Whereas if you can untrain that muscle memory and keep your shot held and, and keep it recording that moment just after they stop and the couple relaxes and they laugh or they something like that is the moment for video for you to get that a little bit extra i, I, I definitely remember fig, fig, that being a little aha moment um a few years ago going huh if i don't like copy exactly what the photographer is doing like in terms of, <laughs> like when they drop their camera i don't drop mine i keep mine going you can get you can get something different. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if the photographer's in the shot, sometimes I actually love like the, if the, if I, I like shooting, I like using the photographer as foreground because like for uh, for us um, for the video, it makes sense that the photographer is shooting them. It's their wedding day, so it is part of their day. Uh, and photographers look cool when they're shooting. We we don't look. As, <laughs> I mean, you guys do. You're handheld. You guys look cool. We don't look so cool on sticks, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, photographers are badass, you know, like they, they look cool shooting, you know, shooting a couple. And so that is also a good, you know, good movement and good, good storytelling. I think, uh, you know, it's a part of their day. They're like, you know, they're, they're, they're like celebrities on their day. So we like shooting that stuff too. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's so cool because it's something that usually we'd be like, oh, we can't, it's ruined the shot. You know, that's not, not what we want, but it's in context. You're right. It's totally in context. And if you own it, instead of trying to hide it, it just becomes something that's really cool. Oh yeah. I love, actually I'm editing a piece now where the photographer was like lifting the bride's veil and I, and I was actually tight on the bride's face and her veils being lifted and her reaction to the photographer was like amazing. So, you know what I mean? Like we're shooting that and then the photographer's camera gets in my shot, but I just, I use that as a transition. It's, you know, stuff like that is like, it's awesome. You know, uh, it's, 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 and that's kind of like thinking outside the box. You know, sometimes I, we like, you know, when like people walk by our camera and they duck, I'm like, no, 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 walk by. That's I know that's such a pet peeve. Like like if people just act normal, walk walk past your yeah yeah camera. Talking. It's <laughs> now it's, you ruined the shot. It's the look and then like the little the, the hustle or the or, or, or the backing out the old it's fucking like back out of the frame. Yeah, that. I'm like, <laughs> if you just keep walking, honey, it'd be so much better. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're an you're an extra in this movie. Just just keep it keep it walking. Um, or a transition. Yeah, you're a transition. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, my friend, uh, I've got a couple of questions left. Uh is there anything else, anything else burning on your question list that you have uh Sharon before I start to land the plane? Uh, just one, which is a bit of a universal one that um, I'm sort of dealing with myself a lot lately and the longer our career goes, it becomes something I'm more interested in. And that's like, how do you maintain a work-life balance and longevity? Because, you know, this is like you've touched on before, not everyone can do what we do as wedding filmmakers and it isn't easy. And a lot of people will never understand, like mum still asks me, how's the wedding photography going? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you maintain that work-life balance and longevity and still have a passion for your craft and a, a life? I mean, I, it's tough. It, it, it's really tough, you know, um, especially as a mom, it's, it's tough because for what, you know, we're shooting on the weekends, we're editing during the week. It's really, really hard. And and like I said, you know, this year really got me, this was our busiest, busiest, craziest season, um, for obvious reasons. And, you know, I think it got us all like thinking, uh, which isn't a bad thing, but it is, it's one of those things like, Oh my God, how long can I do this? How long can I keep doing this? And especially for parents, uh, it's like, I'm missing my kids like life. I'm missing their games. I'm missing, you know, just sitting down watching a movie with them. Uh, you know, so I think that I can answer that for myself right now because pe- that's something for like, you know, every, everyone's going to have a different, you know, some people kind of like need time away from home. They, you know, they, that's kind of like their, their thing. They need it. They want it. Um, and that's their escape. So for, for me personally, you know, I stopped working to be a stay at home mom and now I'm working more than ever. So at this time, you know, I'm reflecting a lot and that's because of like our times in life right now with the, you know, in the past couple of years. And, um, and you know, you have to think like, is this, is it, is it worth it for you? Because again, like what we do in the style that we do it and, uh, the longevity that we've done it for, um, and the consistency that we have, I feel like we have consistency in our work and that's part of like what also makes us shine. It's a lot of work and, 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 and I miss a lot. I'm, I've missed a lot at home. I'm going to tell you guys something that, uh, not really a lot of people know, but like I edit in my kitchen. <laughs> That's where I edit. I have this, I have an office that could have been, this office could have been mine up here, but I chose to have a nook in the kitchen because our kitchen is open to the family room. So at least I can see my, my family, you know what I mean? And I'm not like locked in a room. Uh, there's negatives to that because there's times I can't concentrate because I can't focus because things are hap- other things are happening. But I, I've come to a point after this year personally that, uh, I'm like, how much longer can I, can I, can I do this? How much longer can, you know, I have to think about the future of, you know, Fury films, like how can this go on? And so we actually had a little baby sister (laughs) over COVID, uh, Fury Flicks. And so Fury Flicks is, um, 
Peoria Films' little sister, and we're just getting the ball rolling. You know, we, we booked a few this year, and and we're getting the ball rolling. So Fury Flicks, for for us, is what it's kind of like what an associate team would be for someone else, but it's not associate. It's still the Fury Films family, but not me physically. I'm overseeing everything. And so this will allow me, Fury Films, to be more exclusive again. And I can take way more few of Fury Films and then be able to like have my extra time with Fury Films without taking away as much from my life and let Fury Flicks happen, you know what I mean? And, and oversee it. So it's still, Fury Flicks is not, is not going to be a volume studio or anything like that. It's literally going to be like, it literally, the, the vision for it is to be Fury Films' little sister, you know? That took a lot of, a lot of thinking and a lot of like, like exact, the way that you asked the question, um, you know, saying that, you know, how, how do you find balance? How do you find like longevity? These were questions that I was asking myself over the past like couple of years, you know, during the time off and then the time back, especially, uh, you know, it's going to work for me, but I've been, I mean, I've been doing this for so many years. I have never found balance. Never. I've missed a lot. I have never found balance. So I think, I think it is a, a very, very difficult thing to um, do things at the level that we're doing them and the amount of things that we're doing and find balance. You know, I don't mean to scare anybody away. No, no. You know, I'm just, I'm being yeah. honest, you know, there are people yeah. that find balance, you know, there are, I never did. But I, I think that honesty is important because like, you know, in an age of Instagram where we, you know, put our best lives out there and act like everything's hunky-dory, a lot of the time some, it's not. And I think it's a really hard um, profession to be in when things are going badly um, because you're in the business of happiness. It is. It's, it's very, um, I could tell you, I could tell you this though, that I don't understand how people have so much time for uh, social media. You guys are amazing, uh, <laughs> at what you do. I, I, and I guess it's part, it became part of my brand too, to be honest with you is like, that's how I like people, why people call say they call me unicorn, like that, <laughs> because I'm never at things. I'm never, I never <laughs> like to, I think, uh, vision quest was the only thing I've ever showed up at. And these things, I, it's part of the reason why I just wanted to be this, this to be audio too, because it's just, it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, my thing, but I still need to get on my YouTube game. Um, I have been awful on Facebook. I am not that great with doing stories. I actually just hired Squarespace to like Square Muse, excuse me, to redo our website and they are asking for things. And I'm like, can I get it to you after like, you know, Christmas, like after the new year, you know, they need stuff. And I'm like, I don't find, I, I can't find time. So again, I can't like, there's, I, I still cannot find balance, you know, but to be honest with you, I am now just now really making it a point to be here. Like be, um, like when my son asked me for like, he, he likes to like go, you know, uh, to the store or whatever, that's his like new thing. And so now I am dropping everything and I'm going, but then I don't find time, you know, for my website, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, so priorities. Yeah, it's it is its priorities, but there's 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 the balance thing is that went out the window a long time ago for me. You know, but that's the thing. I think uh, for a lot of yeah, I think for a lot of us it does. People who work for themselves, who are like crafting their own careers and their own business, um, the balance does go out the window. But I think for us who've been in it for a while now, like I'm coming up on ten years. Andrew, I'm sure you're similar. Um, yeah, the same, yeah. Like, and it's I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, what's the end game? What's the long term goal? Like, what does my career look like when I'm 40, 50, 60, whatever? You know, um, because yeah, like the balance that I have now is not something that I can envision like sustaining for decades more. And so I think a lot of us are now getting to the point in our careers where we're thinking, okay, what like other types of work, like, you know, like with your little sister project, it's like, what are the other ways like our business is going to evolve and develop over time to sustain our career, like for the long haul, we're all kind of figuring that out. I think. What do you guys think about that? The fury, the fury flicks cute, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's it's again, it's it's. I think a, a, a lot of us have probably probably toyed with the idea of um that kind of sister brand or the kind of thing where like you've got your kind of I guess because as you pr- progress in your career, you get like like higher and higher end, I guess, because like you're you're just one person, and the only way to scale really is to kind of scale your pricing, and so you kind of just get into a different sort of market. Um, but then it's like. Yeah, how do you offer something? I guess smaller for for different couples that doesn't kind of like de not devalue what you do, but yeah, it's just a different way. Yes, of, of, yes, of, it's, of exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I was it was something I was like thinking about. I know that a lot of like higher end. There was a time where a lot of higher end studios they created a brand that was a more of like a volume studio sort of brand that, that had nothing to do with, you know, they, the, the name or, or any, like you would never know. Um, so I, I was toying with that idea for, with this Fury Flicks thing for some time, like how I don't want it to be, uh, a, a like a lower end thing, but it's not going to be Fury films. You know what I mean? So how do I, how do I approach this? And I still, am having trouble kind of like, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know regarding a website or an Instagram, like exactly how to like market it or how to like, I want it to take a life of its own eventually, you know? I think this past couple of years really shed a lot of light on all of us. And this year, especially, um, I think a lot of us did like you know, a lot of reflecting and thinking and, and uh, sort of like, also innovating, you know, thinking, um, innovative thinking, you know, I, I, I have friends that like, I, there's friends in the industry that opened up a pizza truck. It's amazing. Uh, you know, yeah, pa- different good. passions, like people, you know, people had different passions. They're like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it now. Like I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it has been interesting to see how everyone has been like, whether they've been going sideways or up or out or you know like how how everyone's been um dealing with approaching the challenges that we've been facing and and how they sort of because everyone's i think been shocked into realizing the insecurity of their particular business format or st- structure or people are going i need to diversify i need to expand i need to 
solidify my systems. I need to work on, on my marketing. I need to, you know, like work on, on my networking. Everyone sort of re- like realized the gaps or like the flaws in their system, I think, over th- the yeah. last yeah. few years. I mean, I know I have. But yeah, I think I think that's that's something that I I did have a final question, but I've I kind of want to tweak it now, in, in light of what we've just been talking about about around like what advice do you have for filmmakers? I guess like looking back at your time in the industry, what do you feel is most important for I guess just like maintaining or yes yeah, su- 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 sustaining business like year in year out okay so but we're talking so we're talking about like someone that like their their uh goal is to have a brand or if they have a brand not necessarily for those um studios that are kind of like you know they're making ridiculous amount of money and they're just pushing edits out so we're strict um i'm speaking to you know the studios that are more kind of like me it's something, and it and it's something that uh, it took me. Uh, it, there, there was a moment, and I know, and I remember exactly what it was, where I, where I was like, I'm going to do what comes to me, you know, um, and that was many years ago, and I, and I never looked back since then, and um, I think that it is important to whatever it is that you're that you're feeling. Um, go for it. Like go for it in your shooting, go for it in in the edit, go for it in your style. Because again, that's, that goes back to like what we, what we talked about, like when it comes from, when it comes from within, when it's like really who you are and there's like an honestness about like what you're doing, people will connect to it better. You know, for some reason there's that, there's just that energy about it that the people and like, you know what? And I've, I've actually said this before. Um, when it's, when it's a part of you that's in your work, like when it's really who you are in your work, people that are like you are going to connect to that work because, you know, and you're going to have, you're Mm. going to have some similarities, you know what I mean? They're going to, because that's why they're attracted to it. They're attracted to what you're putting out there, um, which is like a part of you, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know if I'm putting it into the right words, but you know, you get the gist, right? Yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, great. I think, I think it is important. Like that's my, that's my biggest advice is to just say, I actually, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and she was telling me that, um, like this piece that she, that she put out, uh, she had a friend that told her that they didn't like the song. And like after she put it on, she's like, I like the song, you know, I like the song and I'm like, I love this music. You know what I mean? And you know, you, you know what I mean? It, not everybody's going to like what you do. Like I, I know, and I always knew that this style, like what I do and what I put out there is not going to be for everybody. And I completely accept that. As a matter of fact, when, uh, couples inquire with us and I ask who their photographer is, and I'm looking at the photographer's page and I look at our page and I see the photographer's page, like they're using their whole page is white and our whole page is not. So I already know off the bat how the, how that, that photographer style and how they're working with light. And I, and I actually, it's something that the couples don't always realize and I bring it to their attention, you know? And so I feel like maybe we might not be a good, a good match. It might be challenging, 
a challenging day for everyone, for the photographer, for us, and for the couple, because the photographer wants to turn them this way and we want to turn them that way, you know? So it is important to know like who you are, uh, you know, who your couple is and to be okay with it. If, if that's, if you're putting work out there, that's part of like who you are, you will be okay with it, you Mm -hmm. know, because you could fake something else, but you know that you're not going to be good at it, you know, or, or, you know, that it's not going to be you, you know, that's big advice. I know that that's kind of like, it's not really something super specific, like use this lens. (laughs) Yeah, no, but no, but it is, it is, yeah, it is specific in the sense of like being authentically you means you're not going to be fighting upstream, I guess, like against always against couples that don't gel with you and you can't really figure out why. And if you just, if you're always making something that's authentically something that you like, you're like, if you're on board with it, chances are the people similar to you would also be on board with it. Absolutely. My other piece of advice, I think that this one, it would be more uh, specific would be to, you know, also not, not only stay true to you, but stay true to your couple, which means not every couple is going to be as sexy as you envisioned maybe on their day or as silly as you envisioned on their day or as or have this, some, some couples don't have like, they're they're just not as comfortable in front of the camera or, um, you know, there's just, there's a a weird connection between them because they're getting so much attention. They're not used to having all these cameras in front of them or whatever it is. And then you're going to put this dramatic music under these visuals that go, don't go, you know, that's one of my things. I feel like there is sort of like manipulating a day in post. There's a way to manipulate things, but then there's a difference between manipulating and forcing. And, and like when something is forced, you know, just because you love this song or because this song is amazing, or you heard this song somewhere else and you're trying to like force this edit this day and edit on a song you know, maybe, maybe rethink that, you know what I mean? I, that's, that's one of my things. Like I know, like sometimes when I'm, when I'm editing a piece and I'm just like, Oh, this is just not, it's not, it's not something it's not coming out right. But then I'll throw like different, I'm like, maybe it's the music. I'll throw a different song over it. And then it just all comes together, you know? Mm. But yeah, I guess so like, right. So stay true to yourself, but also stay, stay true to your couple, you know, let, let your couple determine your, maybe what you're shooting on, uh, you know, some, some parts of the day, um, maybe how you're shooting, definitely, you know, the music that you choose and the edit. That's, I think that's, I think that's some solid, (laughs) that's solid advice right there, you know? Yeah. Um, That's great advice. Because some people are just so like, I know, you know, sometimes there's not nothing create. I know that me, like when I try to force something creative on a day that there's just like nothing creative to be had, I stress myself out and I have a terrible day shooting, you know, a terrible shooting day. Mm. So if you're just like, it's, it's going to be one of those days where like, okay, there's nothing creative. So I'm just going to document this day solid and, and compose maybe some interesting angles at most. It might not be a masterpiece, but you know, uh, it, it, it th- th- things happen, I think better when we're not forcing ourselves on it you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Agree. Right advice. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for the last hour and a half of amazing wisdom and advice and hearing your stories and hearing how you work. You know, I yeah, think both incredible. Andrew and I have been have been looking forward to this chat for a long time now. And um you're one of these filmmakers who I agree with the label unicorn. Like you don't come <laughs> along very often and you're these one of these mystical beings that you sort of see on the internet and just sort of like look up to and just inspire by like I think just Absolutely. the confidence, I think, is is probably a word I would use to describe like the confidence in just like what you do, how you do it, and 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 the whole execution of everything is just awesome and just yeah, such a f- breath of fresh air for our industry. So um, yeah, thank you so much for for your, for your time. Can I just say something though? Because again, like it's also about being real. So I'm not always confident. By the way, the, I there are pieces that I that I've edited even. That I'm just like, ah, like you know, I'll I'll, I'll want to get someone's opinion on it. Do you love this? Is this post worthy? You know, sometimes when you're like over, like especially me, I'm like I think I I told you this before we went on air. I'm an overthinker, and I know that I know that about myself. It's also important to kind of like know your 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 own strengths and weaknesses. I know I'm an overthinker, so yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not always confident. I'm not always confident in my shots. I'm not always confident in my edits. You know, you had um, you had. Uh, uh, Tina Frihas on, yeah. and I listened to that one, mm. and she's one of my favorites, one of my favorite he- like people, and, uh, and 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 when I was listening to her, I'm like, she is my fucking twin, she's <laughs> legit my twin, and I actually yeah. like made my husband like listen to a few things she said. I'm like, is yeah. this not me? Is this not me? <laughs> um, and one of the things she said was that she's not the best shooter, but she knows how to put things together in a way that is a little, a little manipulative, you know, but, but it's also, it's, it may be manipulative to like a person in the sense of like, oh man, this must be so easy for her, but she's also very true to what she's shooting and what she's editing. And I do the same thing. I am not the most amazing shooter. I don't always, uh, I don't always, uh, see things like, like I have days where I'm just like, I'm on point where I'm just like feeling so creative and I'm like, look at this and, and look, let's do this. And, you know, and then there's days where I'm just like, I don't see it. I don't see anything. I I don't, I don't know like what even to do right now, you know, um, creatively. So I think I, 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 and I want, and I really wanted to point that out because I don't want people to think that, that like, you know, I mean, I think we're all very much alike in, you know, as artists, I'm going to call ourselves artists, right. As artists and, uh, and, uh, business owners and filmmakers, we all have our insecurities. We all have our insecurities. We all have our self doubts. We all have some, we all have our egos. We all have something to prove. Like ego is a good thing. Cause that, that's what keeps you going just don't be a dick. You know what I always say that? Don't yeah. be a dick about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's being, there's yeah, a difference yeah. between having an ego and being <laughs> egotistical, you know? But yeah, so I, and you know, I, I, I have my insecurities. I have, I have, I have very bad days. I have, uh, I have those days where it takes me, you know, three days to figure out the first 20 seconds of an edit, uh, or, or just the opening of an edit. And, we also have the same challenges. We're shooting, we're shooting live events. So we have the same challenges as it doesn't matter if you're shooting a 10,000, you know, a, 
a, a $10,000 wedding or, or a $2,000 wedding. It's, it's a wedding. We may not have exactly the same challenges, but it, we do have all have challenges, you know? That's so important to hear for so many people. Mm. Yeah. I, and I, I, I think so too. I, I always, I always make it a point to like, just be the like in your face kind of like, no, it's not, it's not all like Skittles and rainbows and, and nothing, <laughs> and it, nothing goes a hundred percent right for us on a wedding day ever, mm. never. We've had days where we walk out and we're like, oh my God, that was such an amazing day. We totally deserve this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we, we, we earned this day, yeah, but there yeah. were still challenges on that day, you know? So yeah, I, I just, you know, everyone, everyone should, should know that and everyone should own it, you know? I think sometimes like the, Mm. sometimes the, the bigger, more like more exquisite weddings do have more challenges and a lot more pressure on that day. Like their expectations are going to be higher than those of like, I love our couples. Our couples are badass. Like I love, I love our couples. Like, you know, and, and that's something too, where I'm so blessed like that. And again, I really do feel that it's because of what we put out there. You know, we attract the couples that are just fucking awesome. You know, I mean, we have our challenges again, but like our typical couple is just like, no, I don't give a shit about makeup. I don't give a shit about like this. I don't give a shit about that, you know? And that's because of what we put out there, I think, you know? So if you, again, like that goes back to like staying true to like who you are and then it'll come back, it'll come back to you. Oh, I have another piece of advice. Real yes, quick. do it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. You don't have to post everything. <laughs> yes. Actually, this, yeah, this, uh, this is, um, I think, the point that, because I was going to sort of speak to what you were saying around your insecurities around like um, the fact that you don't feel confident. And similar to Monica, how she was saying like she doesn't feel like she's, she's the best shooter, but she can like manipulate things. I think like a skill that you have is in curation so i think that 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 is a skill that that shows itself in super consistent work in the way that i look at monica's work and it's super consistent i look at your work and it's super consistent i think your skill in curation speaks a lot to that and it's definitely a skill that i struggle with and definitely yeah it's um it's definitely there's there's like an element of like manifesting creativity like in the moment when you're shooting but then there's also a kind of like a skill in controlling through curation that i think um you obviously are very well versed in as well thank you yeah i mean i'm I'm an editor first definitely and um i've said this that like a a good editor is an illusionist so uh, yeah, you're never you're never gonna see the shit that I that I that I shot. Like you're never gonna see the garbage <laughs> ever. You're also never gonna see like you know things that I there, there's things that uh, I don't post that I feel like you know I, I there is a consistency. Every everything that I send out, I've given it my all to like make it amazing as amazing as yeah. possible. And you know, for our couples, each one of each, each every single piece that I put out, whether it's posted or not, um, I'm spending, I'm spending that time on, but what you post is your, is your marketing. So, uh, what you put out there. So even, even something so simple as 
for us personally in our industry, a particular venue. If it's a venue that you don't like to drive to, or you don't like to shoot at, or is not really, doesn't really kind of jive with what you normally do, but you you have a, an amazing couple that even if the day is amazing, maybe don't post it because people will find, you know, will see that, you know, will see that venue and be, you know, want, you know, they'll connect to it because yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah. venue that they're getting married at, or that's the venue that they were looking at. So even something as simple as that have to like really, really think that through. That's, that's a marketing, that's a marketing thing. You know, that's not just like, Oh, this day was garbage. Like it's none of our days are garbage. Please don't like delete that part. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, even if the day wasn't, wasn't, even if the day wasn't the greatest. <laughs> yeah. But I think it speaks to that. Like people describe it as like kill your dad darlings around like even if it is like a great day and 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 you you might love the film but in terms of the holistic big picture thing of what you're putting out how is it actually like serving how you want to move your business forward just because you love the film is it like gonna serve you to to put it out um so i think that again it's it, it comes with a lot of discipline to make those decisions yeah I have a wedding that we've done that is probably one of my favorite pieces. Like the party was amazing. It was amazing. But there's parts of that day that I, I, I just, I, the, the, the venue, uh, specifically the venue that, um, you know, I just, it, it's not really like, it's not really part of our brand. If that's what, if, the, if I'm going to say it like, bl- you know, bluntly, it's, it's really not like, it's not the area where we like to market. It's not, it's not the type of venue that, that I, like, I personally love, uh, places that are like, that have like architecture, like, you know, uh, like, you know, old mansions, history, like stuff like that. So, um, you know, for me personally, there's certain places or certain maybe parts, you know, things that, that of, of the day that I don't, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there as what we do. I don't know, like, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? No, it, it totally does. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do the same. I'm, I'm sure all of us to some extent, like do that where, yeah, you're just c- controlling what you want to be put out there and just because you shoot the wedding doesn't mean you post the wedding. I think. Exactly. I, I, right. I think that, that there, that is some, some serious discipline for me, especially that one piece that I was just talking about. Like, uh, there's still, there's still days where I'm like, Oh, should I post it? But yeah, no, mar- speaking specifically marketing wise, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad idea to post. Good advice. Very good. good you, you'll good cut advice. that down yeah, and make a long story short, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're put, that was kind of sloppy, <laughs> but. No, no, no. That was great. That was um, good advice. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap, wrap it up for, for, for the listeners real quick. But um, yeah, thank you everyone for, for, for listening and tuning in. Bit of a long one but i'm sure you guys enjoy it's fantastic and um yes thanks sharon thanks andrew thank you guys so uh, much thank you we'll see you we'll see you andrew can go back to sleep now (laughs) 